Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I'm just trying to take a little break. I, I follow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ, especially you. Just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you're not messing with her. This is Dirt and Sprague. Nelson hesitates, whips it into the corner for Griffin, and it's into a shot his hands for a three-point lead. Eight seconds to play. Richard to Clayton for three in the tie. And that's off the mark, and Alabama will survive at home with a half second to play. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. They're not going to use it. Seven seconds to go. Here goes Wright with five. Wright with three. Driving. Has it blocked. Gets it back. The shot goes. Tyrell Ward puts it in on a broken play, and LSU wins it 75-74. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 6.02 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Spraying on Portland's Sports Leader. 1080, the fan. Good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday to all observe. Huh? All who observe Thursdays? I do observe Thursdays. Are you one of those? I am one of those. All yes, right. it comes after Wednesday every time, <laughs> usually before Friday. What are we observing? Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> you know. Okay. Some people choose not to observe the day. Oh, it's Thursday. Yeah. I try not to. Thursday is usually my least favorite day because I'm here late on Wednesday. Uh, but so I why was Thursday? Still get up early to go to work. Oh, that's why it's your least favorite yeah, day. Yeah. Oh, it's Friday Eve. Because by about six o'clock, I am dragging. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. It's still Friday Eve though. That's true. <clears throat> Pretty exciting. But Friday, I still got to go to work all day, and so. That doesn't make it as exciting. I yeah. get excited about Friday, like three o'clock. But what's the work? I've always said this: like, if you're going Fridays, who works Fridays? 
Really? Like, actually works? Like, people are going to work. Sure, sure, sure. But how many people are actually, like, work working? Ooh, I'm good for maybe about three hours. Like, if I get in at 7.30. Really? Yeah, come 10.30, I'm yeah. like, ooh, how? What's our afternoon looking yeah, like? Yeah, then you start con- you, you start talking to coworkers. Mm, what are you hey, doing this weekend? I got, a lo- I got an extended business lunch. What are you doing with the kids? Yeah, yeah. You start texting your wife. Hey, yeah. when are we going to do the thing with the kids? Yeah, yeah. What What are we having for dinner yeah, tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Friday, I mean, you know, it's there, but it's not really a work day. No. For most people. I wish, uh, I wish how I felt on Friday was how I felt on Sunday. Because mm. Sunday is like the dreadful day. <clears throat> You're like... Sunday's a day off. I know it's a day I'm, off. I mean, for some people. But it's like, it's the opposite of Friday. It's like a half day off. And then the other half, I gotta be like, okay, I gotta get ready to go to work tomorrow. Do I got my laundry done? Blah, 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 blah. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I know. Lucky you. I love Sunday. Yeah, lucky you. I dude. wake up and I'm like, ah, nothing ah, to do today. It's so great. It is. I just I just pray the Sunday night football game doesn't go to overtime. That's <laughs> no. the only thing you're worried about. <laughs> That's yeah, it is. During football season. The biggest worry in your world is Sunday night football going to overtime. Don't um, worry, they're not usually great games, so you're good. I watched a lot of sports yesterday. That's awesome. There was a lot of sports to be watched. There were, but I also watched a docu-series on Apple TV. I watched the Patriots thing. The the new Patriots, New England Patriots mm, dynasty run. It. I haven't heard it. Oh, it's about the dynasty run? You guys not did you not hear about this? Mm. No. Wow. Sometimes I'm like, oh, how did you not hear about this? Sometimes I'm like, where'd you dig that up? Uh, well, it just came out. <laughs> it was some, I forget the guy who did it, but he did it for Apple TV and he did, he's doing a docu-series. I think it's a 10-parter and I did the first two episodes yesterday. How much Drew Bledsoe in your life did you ingest? Uh, the whole first episode is Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Like the entire, well, I mean, it's a little bit of the backstory <clears throat> of Robert Kraft and Belichick, but... For the most part, it's it's largely Drew Bledsoe's our guy. They gave him the hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, dude. That's and, why I hate Tom Brady. Uh, you know, watch rewatching that because I, I was it was two thousand. I was like thirteen, going on fourteen that year, mm-hmm. that season. And I followed football like religiously, but I was thirteen or fourteen. Sure, so sure. There's, I'm fifteen, sixteen, so I'm know, a little bit ahead of you. Yeah, but we're still <clears throat> missing some course. context, right? I had forgotten how contentious that situation got oh, when yeah. he came back from the injury. Oh, yeah. Well, it's the, it's the first ever, without seeing this docuseries, in my mind, it feels like the first time a player, because the NFL used to be like, you never lose your job to injury. That's long gone. That, that's long gone. It's next guy up, and if you play better, sorry, dude, we're going with this guy, and you probably get cut. But that was the first time I ever remember seeing a guy who was, I mean, his nickname was the starter. Mm-hmm. The bona fide starting quarterback, franchise guy, big dude, pocket presence, smart fan guy, favorite, fan favorite, yep. gets hurt when he comes back. They're like, eh. I remember seeing a, uh, <clears throat> it was an NFL network. Uh, what's the one it had like, um, the intro had like this gray thing and there was like a football player walking, a football life. Oh, yeah, yeah, those? yeah. There was a football life on Belichick. Yeah. And Belichick said he was kind of dancing around that him and Drew didn't really see eye to eye and he wasn't really sure what to do. He wasn't his guy, mm. but he was the starter and everybody loved him. And then Belichick kind of looks at the camera and was like, and then he got hurt and everything fixed itself. Well, they, they go into this. So Belichick in Cleveland, Swag, you'd remember this more than I would because I don't know anything. I, I, I don't Belichick remember Belichick in Cleveland. In Cleveland. Right. Uh, I guess Bernie Kosar was basically the Drew Bledsoe. Uh. He was beloved. People 
They they yes. they chose him over anybody else involved mm-hmm. with the Cleveland Browns. Kozar hurt his ankle, became less mobile, and he basically benched him. And that was also the season that they announced that they were moving to Baltimore. And so it was like a just a double dose of hatred from the fans. <laughs> you benched our guy and and he the, took our team. And Art Modell <laughs> is going to take our team to yeah. Baltimore. So it was interesting that he had put himself in the situation twice. Mm-hmm. He hated Bert, well, he hate Bernie Kozar, but he didn't think Kozar was the guy. You know what's interesting is watching that, because you're not wrong in a lot of ways. Uh, what you learn watching this on Apple TV, because you get all of these great bits from Ty Law, from mm-hmm. uh, Teddy Bruschi, Mike Vrabel, Brady. Like, Brady cuts it loose in this thing. There's a moment where Ty it's Law... It's now Brady? It's not like previous no, no, footage? It's, it's, it's now it's Brady? It's fake hair, plastic surgery, white <laughs> teeth Brady. Uh, but Ty Law shares a story about how he sold his condo to Brady and how he had decked out his condo at $150,000 of nice stuff. And he, he jokingly says, yeah, Tom, you still want me that 150 man. And they cut to Brady, and Brady's like, Ty Law is full of S. <laughs> he ripped me off. Oh, and nice. It, okay, it, I like Candid it, Brady. It, yeah, Candid Brady's great. It, it makes you see the Brady that his teammates see, mm-hmm. and you go, I get it. Yep. And I already got it, because I'm a big Brady guy. Sure. But you see that version of Brady, and you like it. Anyways, back to the Bledsoe stuff. So what's interesting is they go through this whole, like, he gets injured, and then Brady starts, and Belichick kind of likes Brady, likes the work ethic, and then Bledsoe comes back, he's like, wait, it's not my job? And it's just, like, this weird thing. The second episode, Scott Pioli, who's a longtime Belichick Patriot guy, mm-hmm. uh, he said, he starts revealing that they had had meetings that summer before their season where they randomly won the Super Bowl, they had had internal meetings and conversations that when they watched tape, Bledsoe was starting to show age. Wow. Even prior to the injury, they're watching tape, and like the minute a defensive lineman gets within five yards of him, they basically say he becomes a wildebeest who just waits for the line to jump on the back. Yeah. And there was something about the way Brady moved, and we saw this because he's one of the slowest quarterbacks to ever exist. But he's probably the best pocket presence quarterback. Yeah, what are his sack numbers? I'd be very interested in that. Compared, I I, compared to not just not mobile, that's not too fair. But compared to guys of his time, like the Paytons of the world, Roethlisberger's things like that. Like Roethlisberger could move, but he took sacks. Yeah, I'd be interested in what Brady's sack numbers are. I'd have to go look at it, but I just you know watching him play for twenty years, right. nobody moved to pocket quite like he did without any real speed. Sure. And so there, it was just interesting to go back and rehash that and then also listen to, like, internally, they were watching Bledsoe tape and going, I don't know, man, I think he's his pocket presence, some of this stuff is starting to slip a little bit. Like, they were kind of looking ahead before anybody had even thought that far ahead. Well, knowing what we know now about Bill, <clears throat> excuse me, and how it kind of ended at the end, isn't it? doesn't this track... Like Kozar Bledsoe, like he walks in and he's like, I don't care. That's not my guy. Uh, he, I'm in control yeah, he's, here. He's committed to Looking only to what makes eyes. sense to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It tracks for me. But that's that's my beef. And now that I think about it, maybe Trent Green the year before is the example because he goes down in St. Louis and Kurt Warner comes in. Yeah, that's, that's a different uh, – it's kind of a different circumstance, though, because Green had no chance of coming back the year he got hurt. That's true. And then Warner wins the Super Bowl. That's if Bledsoe had stayed out all year, 
and Brady, and they go on that magical run. That would make more sense. It would make a little more sense just from that standpoint. And then Trent Green died two years later in Kansas City. Died? Remember, dude, that hit? Swag, do you remember that hit that Trent Green took coming out of bounds? I believe he was in Kansas City. Maybe he was yeah, in he Miami. Became, he, no, he went to the Chiefs after He went the to the Chiefs, yeah. and he's yeah. running out of bounds to like mm-hmm. get a first down, and he gets hit on the side, and his feet go out from under him, and his head goes... Slams on the ground. Slams on the ground, and he was done. Just a big concussion. You know? Absolutely done. Yep. Trent Green mm. and Priest Holmes, I loved that team. On the, I loved that team those. was good. That Chiefs team was sneaky fun. Yeah, yeah. Who wasn't the Chiefs with <clears throat> Priest Holmes in Madden, you know? The Chiefs, the Chiefs, like Montana Post, were kind of fun. Was Christian Okoye still on the team? <laughs> the Nigerian Nightmare. I think he was. I'll have yeah. to go look at the roster, but I think he I was. Love that guy. Yeah, That's po- a fun team. Post Montana, that team was always like, oh, what's Elvis Gerback going to do? And oh, now they're what's not. Steve Bono going to do? Yeah. But they can never yeah, quite Elvis get there. <laughs> they just wanted every former yeah, Niner know, quarterback for a run there. And then they went and got thrown, and they just beat the Niners now. Um, but I was I was watching this because I it, I didn't think I'd be interested in them. It's the Patriots. I feel like I I, I lived it. It's it's tough to watch, and that's how I'm kind of like, oh, I'll go back and watch this. But it wouldn't be number one on my priority because I lived that. Well, my gambling co-host mm. on Sundays, she's in Boston, okay. so she's a you know a diehard yeah, Boston, yeah. and she was ranting and raving. I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a, a try out. I like Apple TV's sure. products. Me too. I was. I want to start the World War II yeah. thing on Apple TV. Yeah, that's, there's that's, some. I'm circled that. Apple TV's got good content. I was. Uh, I was wondering though. Imagine watching it with the Apple Vision Pro. I'm not into that. See, I'm, I'm I, too old man for that. I ranted about this, and then Is I heard that it, a glasses virtual thing. Kinda, yeah. It's like a pair of goggles, and it goes over your head, and it's it's supposed to be amazing. I've seen some of the. Uh, I only drive my Tesla with those. Uh, do you? <laughs> there was a guy caught crossing the street with it. He almost got hit by a car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, 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 I listened to a, Simmons had a podcast with some tech guy, and he was talking about this. And the guy was basically acknowledging everything I ranted about, because I was anti this about mm-hmm. a week or two ago. Yeah. And how I just don't want to live in a world where we're putting these on all day. And, like, he's talking about people in coffee shops going to coffee shops and then putting these on. And I'm like... What a world that would be to walk into a coffee shop yeah. and 23 people have Apple Vision Pros on. Yeah, why don't you just do that at home? Why are you going somewhere? Because people like to feel like they, oh, you know what I mean? Oh. They get out of the house. A, I mean, guilty as charged because I'm wearing it, but it's like why people want white earbuds. Mm. Because it looks like you have an iPhone or you're an Apple user. Oh, really? That's like when thing? they first came out. Oh, It's gotcha. like, oh, my headphones are white because, I mean, I got an iPhone. Yeah. Oh. And you're like, I don't own wow. anything Apple. <clears throat> well, but he made a good point. He said the technology is so advanced and it's going to keep advancing. Imagine a scenario where you can sit. Let's say you're. Let's say the missus is out and she's going and uh, rehearsing. Okay, yes. so swag, you're all alone. You have an Apple Vision Pro. It's thirty five hundred dollars, by the way. Looked it uh, up. Sure. Just to say you have it. <laughs> you got. You like got intrigued and then you looked it up. In here. Your buddy says, "Hey, I've got tickets to the game." Blazers are playing a big game. You you know what? I got nothing going on. How far into the future is this? This this is maybe a year or two away. This might be three years you away. Missed that sorry. And they they tell you, hey, it's this login. You put the Apple Vision on, and you can actually virtually be in the seat. But the camera looks better than anything you've ever seen in your life. It almost looks like you are right there. Imagine sitting on your couch and having that experience. I just, I don't see any way it replicates being there live. I just, uh, I don't. 
I think their cameras are like 8K. I think eventually it's going to get to that. But I don't know how. I, there's still a, an experience. I mean, you're going to take me. You say you can put me in a ballpark or something. I think about going to a ballpark. Yeah, for a, a baseball game. game. That's a great one. But there's still sounds and and smells and all of those things that I just I don't think you can replicate. Yeah, oh, you, you don't like if you don't like garlic, don't go to Seattle. Yeah, you wait until they or can make hot dog smell come smell down out of the machine, out. <laughs> and you're like smelling it. Oh, that's hot dog. I, I kind of want one of those. No, you let couch. my blazer joke hot dog just go right it. over your head. I didn't hear it at all, I guess. Oh, you said the blazers are in a big game, and yeah. I said, how far into the future are we? Oh, I thought you were talking about the Apple Vision No. <laughs> <laughs> What's more futuristic, blazers being favored in a game or the Apple Pro thingamajigger? Well, I put a poll question on this. Okay. Um, I'll go on this. Apple Vision Pro. Let's say you could afford it, okay? I Sure. What what would you be most excited to try event-wise wearing the Apple Vision Pro? And your four options on the Dirt and Sprague poll question are Dirt's Face, so watching a show like ours, sporting event, concert, music, live music could be yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, that could be fun. I watch, I watch live music shows all the time on my TV. Exactly. All the time. Imagine it, you actually feel like Garth Brooks is five feet in front of your face. Yeah. Or... Porn. I was going to say, there's porn, no way you're getting Dan. out of here without of that. That's got to be the greatest porn to watch of all time, right? I mean, in, yeah. I mean, you're there. Like, let's not beat around the bush here. Uh-huh. Uh, you're there. Yeah. Like, we are beating around the bush. Yeah, yeah. You are there. <laughs> yes. You are in that action. Look, I think everybody, if we're being honest to the trust tree, would probably want to say porn. I think it might be a little overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> You need safe words for your vision. I, <laughs> do they vibrate your face? I, like, ah! I don't know. That that could be too much. What are you doing? She's sitting on my face. <laughs> what are you I, talking about? Help! Nothing. Nothing. Change the channel. I don't know. As I, you document almost every day, I am an old man. Well, I don't know what I can handle anymore. <laughs> How'd he die? Died of a heart attack. Massive heart attack. He had an erection the size of a giraffe. We came in and he was dead. What was he doing? He's watching porn on Apple Vision Pro. It's too much for him. Heart couldn't handle it. He was a good man. He was a great man. So, so I might take the live concert. I think that might be. I, I think I'm with you on that. I think all the I can handle at this point. In my I think life. the sporting event was cool. One of the listeners responded and said they had F1 race demos. And they said it was amazing. Well, that's I, I can now, see. Now, if you could put me in the driver's seat. Yeah. If you could put me in the driver's that seat, that would be wild. Now, oh, now I'm dialing if in. If you can put me in Luka Doncic's point of view, I'm in. Well, that's probably why porn wins here. It's the POV, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Like if if I can if I can see Mahomes stand at the line, you know, and look and point at dudes, that's rad. Swag's gonna die in the year of 2036 when Apple Vision Pro's affordable. He's all alone for a weekend. <laughs> you know what? I am going to get naughty and try this out. Oh, this golly, I'm hot today. <laughs> <laughs> the Jolo's juggling tonight. Uh, all right. Well, we got a busy show. Let's get it going. What a fun night for this sport. We'll start there. Dirt and Sprague next on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, we got two guests today. Ryan Clark of the Oregonian, OregonLive.com, covers the Timbers and the Oregon Ducks. So we'll talk with him. Timbers uh, season's kicking off here. Hey, huh? ah, kick it off, huh? Yeah, like that? No? Okay, all right. I'm out. Uh, he will join us at 7.30. And then uh, our buddy Ken Barkley of You Better You Bet at 8 a.m. I've got a lot of uh, future questions to ask, college basketball. And that's where we'll start. A nice little night in college hoops last night. We had uh, quite the upsets. We had some really good games happen last night. Uh, we one of the audio. We had some audio here. We're gonna get to one of the audio cuts we didn't get, but uh, for the first time ever in program history, we talked about Creighton mm-hmm. yesterday getting their first win over an AP number one team. Uh, George Mason gets their first ranked win at home against Dayton. It's wild to think. That on the surface, you're like, this is their first home win ever against a ranked opponent. You're yes. like, that's amazing. It's like the fourth biggest win in their program history. Which is, yeah, that's what's <laughs> wild about George uh, Mason. They beat Brandon Roy and UW. Mm-hmm. They beat a UConn team that was hot. They went to a Final Four. The Rudy Gay UConn team. The Rudy yes. Gay UConn and Brandon Roy UW is who they went through to get to that Final Four. You're right, but it was still a, a massive moment for of course, them at home last night. You Those, those little teams like that, like the... the you know, like Gonzaga was like this in the beginning. Creighton was like that as well. Butler as well. Like when you're building those small programs, you don't have a chance to win those big games. Like how often are you in the AAC and somebody's ranked and you get them at home? Yeah. You, it doesn't It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. It's just a simple math game. They went on a 19-0 run yesterday against Dayton. That's awesome. So they, they, they were feeling it at home last night. So George Mason pulls off the upset. Penn State pulls, uh, pulls off a Big Ten upset against Illinois. We had this one. This was on ESPN. Uh, We had Alabama and Florida. They went to overtime on ESPN2. Here was the uh, end of that game. Nelson hesitates. Whips it into the corner for Griffin. And it's into a shot. His hands for a three-point lead. Eight seconds to play. Richard to Clayton for three in the tie. And that's off the mark. And Alabama will survive at home with a half second to play. So that was ESPN2. That was a really fun game. I watched most of that one yesterday. New Mexico had this win over Colorado State a little bit late last night. Mountain West basketball. Feel the heat. Hell yeah, baby. Here we go on this one. Stevens can't get loose. It's Scott Clifford for the win. Colorado State going for the win. Rich Walsh on CBS Sports Network, and they fall short. They lose to New Mexico. Colorado State does. And then you had this thrilling end on ESPN with the legendary Dave Pash. They're not going to use it. Seven seconds to go. Here goes Wright with five. Wright with three. Driving. Has it blocked. Gets it back. The shot. Goal! Tyrell Ward puts it in on a broken play, and LSU wins it 75-74. Dave, Dave Pash on ESPN with the call. That was a wild sequence. Kentucky comes down, gets the bucket, takes the lead, 
It's about 12 seconds left. LSU goes in, calls no timeout, just goes, I, I and they love, get the putback. I love that move. The, you the know, no instead, timeout? Instead of calling timeout, no, just go. I was sitting in the chair you're sitting in watching that. It was a great night. game. It was excellent. But I love that call. And I think that those are the kind of calls. I mean, I don't know if LSU's getting into the tourney swag. You can correct me on that. But yeah, those, they're 14 and 12. Yeah, the, the, no, they're not. No, the they SEC need, they need a run. seems to think they're getting eight or nine, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but those are the things that I think are so ballsy that get you ready for postseason play. Is It's like, no, guys, go, go. You're feeling it. You're in this. Yeah. You go take over. It's like if UConn got close, got close late in that game against Creighton, you might take a timeout to like chill out. Okay, you gave this up. But when you're neck and neck like that, dude, just go. Just go. You go, get down there before the defense can set up. You might get a quick look. Uh, Yeah, we get a chance to set a play, but so do you. Well, exactly. Plus, if there's free throws beforehand, Mm -hmm. like you can call somebody over to the bench while the free throws are going on you don't have to burn a timeout you want to burn a timeout if there's a dead ball and you've got a specific front court situation either sideline out of bounds or Mm -hmm. baseline out of bounds and you've got to drop a play i love i love the go i love it but full court no i'm all in favor of there's probably some sort of dead ball before that that you can Tell you if it's under ten seconds and it's full court, this is what we're doing. Go. Yep. You you love it until your team misses the shot, and well, then everybody and their mom is second guessing. Why well, didn't you call timeout? You well, had a timeout. Well, you didn't call. Play. Of course, I try not to live in that world. Yeah, well, I try to live well, in the world. I try to live in the world yeah. of the guy missed the shot. Yeah. That's different from did you get a good look? Right. Did you run something and get a good look, and the guy missed it? Then well, the guy missed it. But let's be honest. I I watched that game too. Uh, didn't get a great look. It was a putback <laughs> that won the game. It yes. wasn't the original right, shot. Right. The original shot was kind of, eh, and then they got a putback right at the horn. Yeah, baby. So it works out to not call timeout. Do you normally talk college basketball this early, or are you just feeling it right now? Uh, I've been following college hoops more this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, baby. Uh, well, I, I want to continue on, actually, because something happened in that game that we're talking about mm-hmm. that it – I think it's too loud to ignore at this point. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about that. We'll get to some of the futures of that sport with Ken Barkley at eight. But I want to talk a little bit more college hoops on the other side next on The Fan. The latest bracketology, Joey Brackets, has your Washington State Cougars as an eight seed against Northwestern as a nine. And you would take on, you'd assume, you take on the one seed in Houston. Freel the heat if you catch my drift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Cougs are great, and I I would be happier on the other side of the bracket, the seven ten. I think there's a lot of potential two seeds that are a little bit fraudish. Sure, going in this year, I think the one seeds look really good. I love Houston. I love UConn. You want to um, get to Detroit? I think if you're a fan, Washington State's a good team this year, and it's going to be really sad when Kyle Smith goes to Ohio State. <laughs> but uh, as good a story as it's been. You have got to be pulling eight seeds fine. Eight seeds fine. But you want to be the eight seed in Detroit. Do you know why? Purdue? Purdue. Yeah, baby. You want the Purdue bracket. <laughs> you want that region. Where's Purdue? Good. We can beat them. Yeah, I, I I, don't know. We'll see. We got Arizona tonight. Big game. I'm going to be watching that. I'm going to actually think I'm going to hit it on the old uh, record on the YouTube TV. And after the kids go down, I'm going to stay up and watch that whole game. We beat them last time. But this time we're on the road. I like that. I don't know. You go deep. Maybe uh, maybe Cougs sneak out a Pac-12 title 
co- a conference tournament That'd be cool. title. Yeah. And the last I, year of it. Yeah, and I think you bump from an 8 or 9 to a 7-10. Hell, maybe you get to a 6. Uh, I want to read this one. Uh, it's labeled, first time in a long time, I almost cried after a basketball game. No. It's LSU. Oh. <laughs> LSU. What makes it worse is them storming the court after. Shows we should have won this game. This team is so good and has much talent, but I don't understand why we can't perform in games. We have to and should. We single-handedly lost this game due to rebounding. Ugh. Time to listen to the post game. That's the Kentucky men's basketball Reddit page, and that was a post shortly after the game ended. I, uh, what do we make of John Calipari? Are we, like, when he hangs them up, are we, what are we going to say about John Calipari? What's the reputation with Calipari? I don't, I don't know. I it's think... been, to me, can I say, I, I, I asked you that question, then I, inter- <clears throat> I interrupt you, but I found myself last night that, like, some of that is just luck. The ball bounced sure. right to an LSU guy and he puts it up, he hits it. Okay. It's one game. We'll see what they do in the tourney. But I guess one of their better players, people are pissed. He's only playing like 18 minutes a game. So, like, what are you doing? This kid can get us buckets. I find it very underwhelming, him at Kentucky so far. Calipari, to me, Calipari has been to two national championships with two different teams, correct? Memphis and Kentucky. Although, three Final Fours with three different although, teams. Although Memphis technically doesn't count. But three, well, Final Fours, three Final Fours with three different teams. I will always know Calipari as a really great recruiter. I think he a lot of times recruited the wrong guys for his system, and I think he often gets X and O'd out the building by other coaches. Hell of a recruiter. Sees NBA talent, and he can't make the NBA talent work on the college level. What say you, Swag? Um, Calipari. I think he'll be underappreciated. Underappreciated? When it all goes down. I think he figured out, I mean, some of the stuff he did, he embraced and understood what the one and done for sure, way before anybody else. For sure. he, he And forced- he's made it work as well as anybody, and he understands the role of the dice that it is when you go play that game. And I just think his dice often rolls poorly. Like he, he, but to Swag's point, he forced Coach K into the one and done. Yeah. And Coach K wanted nothing to do with that. He forced his hand into that. I think he will tell you it is harder and harder to find kids in that echelon of talent and projected where they might end up to be coachable. Because he coaches them hard. He really does. And he understands what they're trying to accomplish. And he is more concerned about getting them to play defense together. And then whatever happens at the offensive end happens. And a lot of college coaches are like that. If I can get you guys to be organized and communicate and talk and play defense as a group, you are talented enough at the other end that we will win most of our games and have a shot to go deep. I think that's what's surprising. You, you asked, do you ever talk to college basketball this early? Eh, Probably at some point in the show I have, but largely we, we, we don't. I don't know if maybe it's because of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm coaching sixth grade girls this year. It's my right, second right. year as a coach. So you got a little more, a little more eyes on the game. Um, yeah. yeah. I, well, I'm more curious to watch it because I've long hated college basketball. I've I watch and I know everybody's mad at the NBA and tells me they don't watch it. That's okay. But if you're comparing styles stylistically, watching offense and basketball, you highlight the defense that he. 
I watch Kentucky. I've watched any Calipari team, and it's been like, "Hey, best player, go save us." Is how I feel when I watch them. Yeah, it wasn't. An, it wasn't unless they had you know two guys. Like is De'Aaron Fox, Julius Randle, are they the same team? Uh, I think Fox is a little or after Randle. Derek Rose, Demarcus Cousins. You know, like yeah, like those. Yeah, yeah once he Anthony had Anthony Davis. Du- once he had yeah, duos. He, yes. Once he had duos, like the Michael Kidd Gilchrist team that yep. won a Natty. When he had a couple dudes he could rely on. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. But I've always been interested in watching what is your structure offensively. And it's fine to say, hey, let's play defense. I told my team quite literally yesterday, we're a slow starting team. Mm-hmm. We take about half of a quarter to get going. <laughs> you implementing that Tony Bennett life our, in there? <laughs> our defense has to be our offense. <laughs> like, I'm telling them this. So I'm, I'm more just interested in, like, watching what these coaches are doing. But with him, I, I think you're right. He, he did embrace the one and done. He did kind of put into the forefront and future of the game. No, this is the way we have to kind of, we have to do this. This is who we are. Also, like, has gotten the best talent for a long time and has one, one chip. And one chip's great. Like, I, I, any it's coach would kill to get one. To I know. Do. Patino I know. only had one at Kentucky, right? Yeah, I think he only had one. Uh, he only he had might one. have got there a couple other times, but I think he only had one. So he got point, one at Kentucky, but he also got one at Louisville. Right, right. But as far as Kentucky coaches go, where 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 does Calipari and Patino sit? I mean, does Tubby Patino's, Smith has one. Tubby Smith has one, yeah. sure. Does Calipari get above Patino for kind of changing the game and embracing oh, I, the game? I think if you pressed it, well, today would be a tough day to do this, but if you had pressed <laughs> at a random time in August... Uh-huh. Who's better? Who was better to you, Patino or Calipari? I would probably say Patino. I think almost all of those fans would say Patino, because Patino's a dirtbag. Right. We didn't even but get to the their audio. Dirtbag. <laughs> but well, but he's he all he's a good coach. Yeah, he very, knows hoop. Very. I always loved Patino. Um, there was a story I remember hearing about years ago that Patino was heavily recruiting Sebastian Telfair. Oh, really? He's actually in the Telfair doc talking about how good Telfair is and how much he wants him at Louisville, because I had just gotten to Louisville. And the funny thing is, I had heard a, a story that L- Rick Patino was kind of rooting for Telfair to go to the league, even though... Because <laughs> he, he didn't, didn't want to lose the recruiting battle. No, because he was afraid the kid was going to get exposed because he couldn't shoot for anything. <laughs> and then what it was his career, his career ended up being that. But I don't know. It, it It's it's a tough place to be. Uh, it is so hard to win one of those. Yes. But also the counterpoint is you have out-recruited... 95% of everybody else in that tournament? Yeah, it's weird. You have the horses to be doing it yeah, more than once. It's like Georgia has the number one recruiting class in football for eight years in a row and has one title. Like, that wouldn't make sense. We'd be burning them to No, the they ground. went back-to-back, and had they not lost one, one game, game at the worst time of the year, right. they'd probably win it again. But we'd be burning them to the ground if they had number one recruiting class over number one recruiting class and could never... Well, that's why Ryan Day's on a hot seat. Right, He's like, right. his record is... In the 800 winning percentage, <laughs> but he can't win one game at the end of the year, yep. and he can't win the big one in a playoff, so we got to kind of fire this guy. It's yeah. like, uh, I mean... Be careful what you wish for kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, but you're also Ohio State. Like, you you should be able to get the best possible coach on the market. Like, you're a, you're a job. I know this is going to sound crazy right now, given what we just watched with Bama. I follow. But Ohio State is a job that makes... Every fan base clenched their cheeks. Yep. Please don't leave. Please don't leave. Even Husky fan, Duck fan, USC you, you, fan. Everybody's going, mm, 
you know, I don't think Dude, like you guys said Kyle run. Smith to Ohio State, and that's basketball, and you just like got me real tense. Well, I hate to say this, but I was texting with our buddy Bill Orm. I know, I know, and he was asking me more Wayne Tinkle things because I asked him last week, and we were texting about it, and I, I said, I, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I get it. Um, Kyle Smith lost; he his roster got gutted this year to yeah. NIL portal stuff, yep. and he seems and to it's be our okay. Best team he's had, yeah, and he goes well. That's a it basically. I'm just you know paraphrasing. He's like, oh, that's fine until Kyle Smith leaves, and then what's Wazoo? And I'm like, fair point. But right. what if he stays? Right, and and we've known that, so I've let that go. But it was the fact that you mentioned Ohio State, and that's just basketball. It's because when you say Ohio State, I think football, which in turn I know has a ton of money to sell to spend spread all around the other sports. That if Ohio State really wants a college basketball coach, they can get it. Yeah, but because that, that's what they can do in football. Well, because well. But you can win at Ohio State and who? Of course you can. You Chris, were about to say Thad Mata. Thad Mata was, an was excellent good. coach yeah. at Ohio State. Yes. Yeah. Had some good seasons. Yeah. I believe he was the coach that got to the title game, right? Yes. With Odin? With Odin and, and Conley. Conley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Ohio State's a good program. Yep. Just down in the dumps. Holtman didn't do a very good job, and now they have to hit restart. Yeah, and Big Ten basketball used to be great. It's been down over the last couple of years. Now it's all Big 12 and a little bit SEC, but Big Ten, ba- Big Ten hoops was always a big mm-hmm. deal for me, especially as a Pac-12 guy because... That's my rival conference. Uh, Big Ten hoops good in the regular season. Largely the most disappointing conference every tournament. Yes. A couple teams now and then make a run. Michigan will make a run now and then. Ohio State makes a run now and then. Uh, But yeah, largely... Michigan State, largely disappointing. What is the... Uh, like, Indiana's in that conference, and they're garbage. What's what's the overall consensus, then? So you're saying underappreciated Calipari? I think he'll be underappreciated at the end of the day. You know, I I would dare to say, spicy, bold take by you. Yep, I would say, too. Because I think he will be accurately remembered. Properly rated. Properly rated. Okay. So underrated, properly rated... You want to you sweep this around? Go full overrated? I'm not. I, uh, God, it's such, it's hard to overrate a dude with a chip. It is. It is. But again, the talent discrepancy between him and his opponents in most games mm-hmm. and tournaments. But sometimes winning a chip is just like Gary Williams was a great, great coach. Oh, at Maryland, Maryland, yeah, great coach. But he is not in the upper echelon of guys that only have one title. But he had a starting five that came together. Mm-hmm. At the right time. That has to kill Calipari, though, right? That him and Gary Williams and Tubby Smith have the same amount of chips. Yep. Because the dude's been so massive in that game. Billy Donovan has more. Well, Billy Donovan's a great coach. I know, but Billy Donovan coached for half the time that wow. that Calipari's been at Kentucky. When you get yourself a Corey Brewer, a Joakim <laughs> Noah, and an Al Horford, yeah. eh, you tend to figure it out, yeah, you dude. know? Uh, I don't know. College Hoops has been a little fun this year Yeah, for man. Me. It's great. It's wide open. I mean, it's cool. Like, Mountain West has all these teams... You know, you've got, like, the Dayton Flyers are back. So some of these, like, I know they lost last night, but some of these, you know, Creighton looks good. Like, some of these mid-majors that we know look good. Like, Gonzaga's going to be a wildly interesting team to watch in the tournament because they've struggled against big teams, and they've got some weird losses. We'll see them tonight. They have one quad one win this season. Joey Brackets has them last, one of the last four in. That's their issue, but it came at Rupp Arena against Kentucky. (laughs) Yep. Hey, that's a big one. So they get St. Mary's uh, in the, the, end of the in year. the regular season finale, and then might get them again in Vegas. Down year for Gonzaga, and they won at Kentucky. Yep. yep. Way to bring that conversation full circle yep. right there. Which is also, by the way, the danger and the the negative of Calipari is he did embrace the one and done, and put everybody into that world. 
and yet it's kind of been his undoing yep. because it's hard to win with freshmen. Mm-hmm. It's hard to win with sophomores and freshmen. You need even you need you need more juniors. You need some seniors. You see, experience matters a lot. That's why people love UConn this year. They brought a lot of those guys back, and they they were just there a year ago. Your best freshman and sophomore, they never get to junior senior because they go to the league. Yeah, yeah. Whether they do well in the league or not, they Doesn't never matter. get there. Yeah. His his goal is to get you there, and then you know he wants to push you in the league so he can be at the NBA draft and say, "Look what, look I, look what I do." Yeah, these Kentucky, are my guys. Totally, totally. Yeah. But he's got to have the right collection of the freshmen. To make it work. I can't wait for Shaden Sharp to win his third title in Portland and Calipari <laughs> to be there and be like, hey, hey look what ya. I did for you. And it's like, I didn't even play for you at what, all. Who are you again? I chose to sit out What'd instead you say? of play for you. Uh, all right. That's going to do it. College hoops. We get a little bit more in maybe in the final hour. There's a You mentioned a conference that's very interesting to me and something I've been just hammering home on Oregon State in regards to the conference you mentioned. We'll talk about that in the final hour. Uh, coming up next. Is this a surprise or expected? Next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. P. Harris hanging out with us today. We got Ken Barkley at 8 and Ryan Clark of the Oregonian going to join us at 7.30 in hour number two. Uh, one of our listeners tagged us in a tweet. I just saw this. At Shrek PDX. First league to have the virtual sports experience. Apple Vision uh, is, of course, going to be partnered with the MLS because the Apple TV partnership with the MLS season pass. And so if you have Apple Vision, again, it's it's $3,500. Uh, but if you have it, it sounds like they're going to give you uh, a really unique experience that we've never had before. For how much money Apple is giving Leo Messi, I need a camera strapped to him. Mm. That's the POV I want. Okay. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with the strap with Leo Messi. <laughs> no, but right? I mean, if you're going to give this guy a billion dollars or whatever the end contract Basically is, is what he's going to get, yeah. And I can wear these goggles to sure. watch the MLS. Put a camera on the dude. But what if it feels like you're eight rows up? I, I I hear what you guys are saying about POV. I just say like eight rows up at a sporting event. If you if that is like crystal clear, I'm seeing sweat drip down. I'm hearing it. I I that's good enough for me. I don't need a POV. I'd actually prefer not to have the POV because then I don't see what the other players are doing at all times. I I mean I know you can't go to all of them, but I'd just rather be at the game. I think that would make me yearn to be at the game more. Yeah, but I'm. These aren't for like every game. Sure, sure. You could still go to the game. Right, it's just for right. the night. Like, like if you're feeling a little lazy, yeah. Hey. If the Blazers are in Oklahoma City and you're like, oh, can I get some good eyes on SGA? But that would be cool if you could yeah. do it as a road team. If yeah. your team's on the road, you feel like you're on the road trip with them. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Couch tour, as we call yeah. it in the music world. I would be curious to see what it actually. Like how enveloped? Do I actually feel like I'm there, or is yeah, it? Can, is it? No, no. I'm yeah, telling you, you can turn to the left yeah. and to the right and like see. Fans sitting next to you. You guys should watch the YouTube videos of like what this capability is with technology. It's amazing. I think people are going to become addicted to it and it's going to be awful in a lot of ways. But for experiences like that, like I've never been to New York. I want to go to New York. I've never been to New York. I've always wanted to go to a Knicks game. We might be going to New York this summer as a family. I got a cousin that just moved over there. Uh, Right during the heart of the NBA season. (laughs) <laughs> and that's the thing is I'm gonna I'm gonna miss a chance, right? Um, but like, imagine the Blazers are at MSG, and I can pay a forty dollar premium on top of whatever a ticket costs, and it makes me feel like I'm mid one hundred level at yeah. MSG. It'd be great. That's yeah, it's something that ben would be Stiller's on the floor that night. Uh, yeah, I'll just be staring There's at him all time. Yeah, Spike Lee. Oh, Ooh, Chris Rock. Chris Rock <laughs> just got here. Uh, I didn't I didn't get to my thing. I saw a. Um, 
a nugget. I guess I could save this for the final hour as well. It was a baseball nugget. Yep. Very interesting baseball nugget. I love baseball. One that has a team with a better futures than the New York Yankees, and it's not a team that you would have picked to be better than the New York Yankees. Or maybe uh, you would have. I got some teams I'd take guesses on that. To to a listener's credit the other day, you know, the stupid, not smart baseball guy talking about baseball might not be in touch with this, but it surprised me listening to the team being picked over the Yankees. And I was, I, I don't know, I just heard it and I was like, oh, okay, oh, all right, I guess. It feels depressing to me, but you're in on it, all right. You want me to guess? Uh, you can guess one, and if you're wrong... That's fine. I'll tell you who it is in the final hour. If you're right, we'll still talk about it in the final hour. My guess is the Kansas City Royals. No, no. Bobby Wood Jr.'s fun, though. All right. But no, it wasn't the Royals. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if the Royals will be good, but it, this team is not the Royals. Okay. It's a different team. Uh, we have a loaded second hour of the show. I mentioned Ryan Clark of the Oregonians going to join us. We'll talk uh, the Timbers kicking off their season and we'll talk a little Oregon Ducks. He's covering both. He's kind of a dual beat guy. And so we'll talk with Ryan Clark at 730. Uh, but we're going to start the second hour. They're doing it again. And the lack of leadership is eye-opening. It's jarring almost at this point. They can't get out of their own way. Why is that? Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 